Every uh, seven to 11 years, this Feast of the Transfiguration uh, occurs on a, a weekend. And that really is a wonderful thing because very often we miss it. It's too important to miss, not to expose, not to see, not to understand. And to understand it fully, we need to go back to what we heard in the first reading when Pat read from the book of Daniel. And even a little bit before our reading began, because in the verses before our reading began, they're talking about the ugliest things you've ever seen in your life, beasts coming out of the sea. And there were four beasts, and they were, they were but ugly. They were as ugly as sin. And, and, and they were the ones who subjugated Israel, who put them down, who made them slaves, who exiled them. They, they were the, the Babylonians and the Medes and the Persians and the Greeks. And then they began to paint the picture for today. And I, I want you in your mind's eye to see the painting that, that the author of Daniel makes. It's an, incredible, it's an incredible image. It's the image of, well, the ancient one. It's, it's almost Fantasia-like, Disney-like, almost a psychedelic image of, of the ancient one coming down. And of course, the ancient one his clothing is as white as the sun, and his hair is as bright as can be. It's the image that, well, we know that we were given since we were little kids. An old man sitting on a throne. It's the image that, uh, and it comes from, from here, that comes from Daniel. It's, it's the image that Michelangelo picked up when he painted the Sistine Chapel, and for better or for worse, we know that God is a pure, pure, pure spirit. God is not like an old man sitting on a throne. But now he is, and the throne is a throne of fire. And this throne of fire has fire wheels spinning around it. And he is in control of everything. Here's what they're trying to say. All those kingdoms, nothing. Dirt. Oh, but this kingdom, this king, this ancient one, of course, the ancient one is God. Oh, what a kingdom he has. And as the vision continues, something extraordinary happens. As the vision is continuing, there is one like a son of man. So this has got a person with a human visage. This, this is a human being that's coming into the throne of the divine, into the throne of God. But there's got to be something else going on with him, too, because as the vision continues, he goes up to the throne of the Divine One, of the Ancient One. And now he is going to be established in a kingdom. And this kingdom will have no end. This kingdom will go on forever. This, this, obviously has one who has not only a connection to the human but the full connection to the divine. Because we humans share mortality and are going to die. The divine never dies. And they are going to be united together with this. Now Jesus, when he came, he knew Daniel. He knew that prophecy. And the question is, when did he come to the awareness, to the consciousness that uh, 
this is who he was, that he was the Messiah. We know that when he was two or three years old, when he was the ages of Marcus and Lucas, there was no way he could have known who he really was. But at the same time, as he began to grow, there must have been this inkling that there's something more to him. There's a connection that he has, that he sees something that other people don't see, that he's able to enter into a dimension that others can't enter into. And if we're to believe Luke's gospel, by the time he's, he's 12 years old and he's in the temple and his parents are frantically looking for him and when they finally find him, they say they're scared out of their wits and he looks at them and goes, true adolescent, what's your problem? Did you not know that I must be about my father's business? So by this time, the veil has had to part for him. He knew he was in communion with the divine. And, 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 we, and I'm sure that there are many other manifestations, but they're not all recorded. The first one that's really recorded for us that we see where he, where he understands who he is, what his mission is going to be is, well, not on the mountaintop, but in the desert. John is baptizing the desert, and we know that as he comes out of the water, the clouds open up, and he hears the voice of the Ancient One. You, I'm going to give you your identity. Let me tell you who you are. You are my son. Fully human. Now, if indeed he is fully the son of God, and our church and our faith tells us by nature, fully divine. And now he's going to say, well, what does it mean? How does it look? So he goes out into the desert to discover, what does this Messiah do? How in the world am I supposed to save the world? What am I called to do? And that's when he is tempted fiercely. And today, he knows his job. He's called his disciples. He's named them by name. He's called them by name. He's going to show them the path to the fullness of life. And it is not an easy path. It is a path that's going to take us to exactly the opposite of where we think we were going to go. Because we thought it was going to be a straight line up to power and glory. A straight line up to dominion. A straight line up to being always in control. And that's not going to be it. And so he's taking and choosing three of the disciples to come for a walk with him. I want you to see what I see. I want you to know what I know. So he takes Peter, James, and John. It's always Peter, James, and John. Peter, James, and John are the ones that go into the, into the room where the little girl has died, and he says, Talitha Koum, come up, little girl, rise. They're with him there. They're with him in all kinds of interesting things, and they're with him on top of this mountaintop. They're going to have a mountaintop experience, because the mountaintop is the place where heaven and earth meet. It's the trysting place between humanity and divinity. And he's going to show them what they have never seen before in their lives. And why Peter, James, and John? Thomas Aquinas says he thinks the reason was because, well, Peter, Peter loved the Lord. Peter, do you love me? Oh, God, no, Lord, you know I love you. You know I love you three times. Peter really loved the Lord. John, well, John the Lord loved. Baby John, baby John was his favorite. He's the one who's resting his head against Jesus' chest at the Last Supper. He's the one who refers to himself as the beloved disciple. Oh, no, John was loved by the Lord and, and James. 
You know, Jimmy and Johnny, the sons of thunder's mother, came to Jesus and said, you know, when you come into your kingdom, I want one at the right and one at the left. And Jesus says, you don't know what you're talking about, lady. Then he turns to the boys and he says, can you drink of the cup from which I am about to drink? And they said, we can. Now, James, we know, we just had the Feast of St. James a couple of days ago. St. James was the very first one to walk the walk following the master, following the master. See, seven days before the trip out to Mount Tabor, up the mountainside, seven days before that, Jesus was sitting down with his disciples and he's talking to them in, in this manner. The son of God, man is going to be betrayed. He's going to be handed over. He's going to be condemned by church and state. He's going to die. And on the third day, he will rise again. Right over their heads. There's no way they can understand this. This is beyond their utter comprehension. And yet he's going to show them that ultimately, whatever they've got to do, whatever they've got to follow, is going to be oh, more than okay. Much more than okay. So he takes them up the mountain, and we know the story. It's the same thing as the ancient one, except that this time it is the utter reflection of the ancient one. It is the ancient one now in human form. His clothes become dazzling white, whiter than any fuller can make them. He has a glow. He is literally glowing. They are overwhelmed. And, and so much so that, 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 well, they're out of their mind. Peter, Peter's always out of his mind, but he's really out of his mind this time. He's, he's, like, he's, like, he's like an Irish rake. You know, let's stuff him and keep the party going. I want this party to go on forever. I want to take a snapshot of this. He said, let's make three booths now. One for you, one for Moses, one for Elijah. Let's keep this going on forever. He didn't know what he was saying. And then, kaboom! The voice of the master comes now. This time, they're going to hear it. They're going to hear it. They fall on their face and they hear the voice of God say, This is my son, my beloved son. And the most important word in this entire gospel passage now comes. Listen to him. Can you imagine if we ever really did that? Sister talked about the end of war. Can you imagine if we ever really understood that our master told us that we are to be people of peace, that he is the prince of peace? Can you imagine if we ever heard the message that he spoke, but we are incapable of hearing that message because we get caught in a world of power and climbing and prestige and all the things that are keeping us from really seeing the truth or hearing the truth. Okay? Because what is he saying? You want to be first? You've got to be last. You, you want to find life, the fullness of life? Then you've got to let go of what you think life is all about. The gain, the power, the prestige. You can't hold on to that. You want to live? You're going to have to die. You're going to have to carry that cross. That's part of the deal. The reason they went up to the mountain is because they need to know that the coming attractions are real and the coming attractions is nothing less than the fullness of life. It's theirs. It's theirs. But they've got to enter into that mystery. 
When they look up, what do they see? Just Jesus. Just Jesus. He says, come on down. You know, if you have a mountaintop experience, you know you're going to come down. Everybody comes down. And he's preparing them for the journey they are now going to have to make because now they are on their way to Jerusalem where everything he has presciently told them is going to take place. It's going to take place. Now why in the world is this wonderful feast so important to us? Because as he, Jesus, so they, the apostles, and as they, the apostles, so us, the disciples. The very same stuff that is in Jesus that he passes on to the disciples is in each and every one of us. It may have happened when you were 12 years old, or it may have happened when you were 30 years old, or it may, but at some point in all of our lives, especially within this congregation, I can pretty much confidently say, the veil's parted. You've had a mountaintop experience. You've seen the face of God. You know it's true. Oh, oh it may not have lasted long, but it, nothing has ever been more true or more real than what you were seeing. And, and no matter how much you wanted to hold on to it, you had to let go. You had to let go. We had to come down. Why? Because now is our turn to carry the cross, to enter into that mystery to continue the redemption of the world. The Redeemer has passed on the baton of redemption to each and every one of us, and that is our holy work in this world. In a couple of seconds, we're going to take Lucas and Marcus, and we're going to plunge them into the mystery of Christ dying and Christ's living. In a couple of moments, these kids are going to be changed forever. Oh, they were changed at the moment of their conception, but now we're going to make it public. Now we're going to make it sacramentally. Now we're going to say this is real. And their whole life is to grow up knowing that the divine spark dwells in them, and they've got holy work to do. This is a glorious day. I can't think of a better day. I couldn't think of a better day for Father Don McLaughlin to go home, and I can't think of a better day than today to baptize these two. So squirmy little kids, <laughs> if you are ready with your parents, I ask that you come front and center to face the congregation along with your godparents.